Hey guys, welcome back. Free NFL Bets. My name is Eric, here for the week two NFL Bets. Free NFL Bets. That's right. It's free, and I'm really excited to do this. If this is your first time listening, make sure to follow me on all social media platforms. Twitter is where I give my official releases at. Um, When you're looking for it, it's right there. It's as soon as I bet it. So some of those lines move very fast, um, incredibly fast. So, you know, if you want the best lines at the best time, follow me at Twitter, free NFL bets. Now, last week I had problems with the YouTube. Um, Hopefully I can get that going this time. And, yeah, hopefully that gets going well. So let's get right into it. Um, sorry, I'm trying to fix this, uh, screen stuff here. Okay. Okay. Let's get, let's get into it. I'm ready. Okay. So guys, uh, let me kind of just break it down the entire structure of the show. So you know exactly what to expect. I'm going to recap last week's plays. I'm going to get into this week's plays and then I'm going to recap, um, the other plays that we're tracking all season long. So I'm tracking, um, my top three spread picks, my top three totals, uh, the top three public plays, and if they win or lose, and then also over-unders, and um, tracking the three highest overs and the three lowest unders to see if they go under and to see if they go over for each week. And so that's kind of what I'm tracking, and then I'm going to do a mega parlay at the end um, yeah, so the only official ones that I'm counting are the ones that I'm officially releasing on Twitter. The ones that I'm officially releasing on Twitter, those are the ones that I'm counting against me. Those are the ones I'm betting. All the other ones I'm not betting. Sometimes I might bet a mega parlay if I get a free bet on one of the sports books. But other than that, I'm only tracking the ones that I release on Twitter. Okay, so let's recap last week. I think going forward, I think I might do a recap show on Sunday night or even Monday, um, just so this one gets straight into the picks. Um, so just bear with me. Let's recap last week for a quick five minutes, or maybe even less, and then we'll get into week two's free NFL bets. So last week, I went 7.5 out of 11.5. That's good for 65%. And uh, the juice, uh, unfortunately, the plays I lost, the juice was a little high. It was like minus 125. So I only won 2.75 units. But hey, we will take that every single week. Because if I'm winning 2.75 units every week, on average, um, you know, times 18-week season, we're going to be 40 units for the season. Uh, so 40 units of your bet size, say that you're betting to win $100, then you'd be up $4,000 at the end of the NFL season, uh, regular season. So yeah, plus 2.75 uh, units, great start to the season, and yeah, ready to go for week two. So yeah, we'll just recap it really quickly. So my first uh, play, I did player props. I had five player prop plays. Joe Burrow over 39 and a half passing attempts. That was the first play. It was two units that lost. I thought Minnesota was going to play have a lot better front seven. I still think they have a pretty good front seven, but um, 
they have to they have to shore it up. It looks like they were getting beat on the outside runs a lot. So um, that and then also Minnesota wasn't keeping up pace scoring until the very end. So Cincinnati really didn't have any need to throw the ball. Uh, a little bit of a bummer on that one. I learned a lot more than anything on that play. So yeah, we'll just chalk that up to a bad play, bad loss. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick under 260 passing yards. That was a two-unit play that cashed easily. Yes, he got hurt, but he only had 13 yards passing in the middle of the second quarter or something. like That play was going to hit no matter what. Um, Devontae Smith was the next play, over 43.5 receiving yards. That was a one-unit play. I think that cashed before the half. Um, and then also one unit play next was Raheem Mostert under 16 and a half rushing attempts. He got hurt as well, but that was looking fairly good too. Um, I felt confident even if he didn't get hurt, he was going to go under. And then the last player prop was Dak Prescott over 39 and a half passing attempts. He went well over that. That was a one unit play. Uh, he went well over that. I think he threw... I don't know, it's over 50 times. It was crazy. He hit it in the third quarter. It was a third quarter cash. So it was beautiful. Okay, so now into the spreads and the parlays. I had Seattle minus three. That hit. Um, that was actually made back in the summertime before when I heard the Andrew Luck news. I mean, not Andrew Luck. Sorry, I keep saying Andrew Luck. Carson Wentz. When the Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson news came out, that's when I decided to pull the trigger on that. And then when Carson Wentz ended up playing, I almost thought about buying back on it. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let it ride. I like Russell Wilson. And Russell proved me right. And he cashed tickets for us. So good deal. Good deal for Russell helping us out there. Okay, the other plays. Um, one. So the first play, uh, the rest were parlays or teasers, whatever you want to call them. Um, the first play hit, it was 49ers minus two. They won by eight. Uh, and then I added Kansas City, Cleveland over 42 and a half. That went well over 42 and a half points. And then I went Arizona, Tennessee over 42 and a half points. And that hit too. So three light parlay, that one hit for one unit. And then the second one I lost. And looking back at it, I really should have known better than to throw Green Bay on my card. Um, yeah, I really shouldn't have done that. It smelt weird to me. It felt weird to me. And I kind of forced that one onto the card. So I, I really should. I mean, gosh, man, I, I told myself I wasn't going to do that this year. And I felt, you know, like, man, I already did it week one NFL. So um, going forward... And this week especially, I feel really strongly about what I have on the card. I didn't force anything this week. I feel really good about all the plays this week. Um, so, yeah, feel good about it. So, yeah, that was 49ers minus 2.5 and, and Green Bay plus 3.5. That lost at minus 126 juice. So that one hurt. Um, the next leg, I mean the next play, the, my play 3, was another one-unit two-leg parlay. That lost and really was a bad beat. So it was just Kansas City win and Green Bay, New Orleans over 42.5 total points. Um, they were at 41 points at the end of the third quarter, and Green Bay was on the two-yard line with a minute left. All they needed was a field goal. They had Jordan Love in. I mean, 
uh, they were on the two-yard line. That, that should have cashed. That one hurt. That one really hurt. Um, I mean, I could have seen Green Bay not winning that game, but if you would have told me New Orleans would have got over 24 points, I mean, I'm thinking for sure Green Bay is going to get to 20. And New Orleans had over 30 points, and Green Bay only got three points. Crazy. That's not a bad bet. That's a great bet that I made. I'll live with that one losing. I'll live with it. Um, the last play was a three-leg parlay for half a unit. I'm still glad that I only did half a unit. Um, it, this one cashed really easily. But with these over-unders in the beginning of the season, it's kind of fishy. It's kind of weird, especially betting unders. So I was very hesitant to make this a one-unit play. Um, don't regret not making it a one-unit play. It was Washington, LAC, under 52.5. Then I had also New England, Miami, under 52.5. And, and then Denver and the Giants, under 52.5. And, and that cashed. So, yep. Very proud, very happy of week one. Uh, 65%, that's great, plus two, 2.75 units, that's great too. So hopefully, you know, let's get to three units this week, three units and above, or let's just sweep the card all together, guys. You know what I'm saying? Let's just cash these tickets. Okay, so let's get into this week's plays. I think that's time. Yep, this week's. Okay, so everybody, it is nine minutes in. If you've listened so far, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your dad, tell whoever you know that's you know ready to make money, okay? I do this for free, so all I'm asking is to share this with a friend, share this with somebody, okay? Share it on social media, just repost it, retweet, all right? That's all I'm asking. Okay, let's get into it. Thanks for listening this far. Let's cash some tickets. All right, week two, free NFL bets. I have two player props this week. The first one is Devontae Smith over three and a half receptions. It was minus 120 on Wednesday on DraftKings. So again, guys, please Follow me on Twitter because right now the Devontae Smith play is minus 205 juice. Okay? 205 juice. Um, I'm not playing that. I'm sorry. I'm just not playing that because anything crazy can happen in these games. I mean, if Devontae Smith is unable to finish the game, I'm not going to use the I word. I'm not going to speak that. If he's unable to finish the game, then the bet loses. I mean, if he goes out first half, he that bet loses, and he doesn't have four receptions. So, I mean, trust me, I love this play. This is a two-unit play. He had eight targets last week. He had, um, I don't know, five catches or something. It's just this week even more. Um, the 49ers secondary is really banged up. I'm not sure if Emmanuel Mosley is going to go, um, but I know Shane Verrett's on IR or – Verrett, uh, I forget his first name for the 49ers. He's out for the whole season. And then, so yeah, their cornerbacks are not very good. They're below average. And if Emmanuel Mosley plays, he's I think he's pretty beat up. I think he's considerably beat up. I don't even know if he's playing. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna check because this play should have no problem cashing. Um 
Now, Dre Greenlaw isn't playing the linebacker, but I still like the front seven, even if Javon Kinlaw doesn't play. Again, so, I mean, there's some stuff on here that I haven't even looked at, but I don't need to look at this because Devontae Smith is the best receiver on this team. He, I mean, week one, you saw the chemistry with Jalen Hurts. All he needs is four receptions, guys. I mean, this I was shocked when I saw this number. Absolutely shocked uh, to see only three and a half up on the screen for the best receiver for the Eagles in a game where I really feel strongly that San Francisco is going to be able to score points and keep this competitive. As long as this is just competitive, Devont, I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to throw enough for where Devontae Smith is going to get enough targets. He had eight targets last week in a blowout. If he gets eight targets this week and only catches four passes, I mean, I, that's just worst-case scenario in my opinion. That's why it's a two-unit play. feel really great about this. Again, follow me on Twitter. Turn on uh, the bell icon or the notification thing on the top of my Twitter page once you follow me. So as soon as I release the play, you get a notification like a text message. Okay? That way you can get on the line with the best juice and the best receptions line or number line also. Okay, so follow me on Twitter, guys. I don't tweet a lot. Literally, I'm all business on there. I give an alert bet saying, hey, I have a bet incoming. Two minutes later, I release the bet. That's it. I don't tweet anything else. I'm not going to blow up your phone all day, okay? So, yeah, follow me on Twitter for the best stuff. Okay, next play, one unit. Also a player prop, last player prop of week two. It is Justin Herbert over 39 and a half passing attempts. So interesting enough is that there's sharp money or there's a group of people betting against this bet the other way. Um, I just looked at the play about 20 minutes ago and... There's actually minus 125 on the under for the passing attempts. And this morning when I bet it, it was at minus 110 on both sides. So somebody's going against me on this one, and I'm not really sure why. Um, maybe it's because they think that there's going to be a lot of running in the game, and um, you know, or they're thinking Dallas is secondary. Um, is going to give up a lot of uh, big plays down the field, and which would result in a lot of receiving yards, but not a lot of passing attempts because they're going to score um, within, you know, only four passing attempts in the drive instead of m matriculating down the field. I thought about that. I don't think that's going to happen. He had 50-some passing attempts last week against Washington, and then I looked last year, and he went over 40, he went over 39 and a half passing attempts, uh, eight out of seven times last season. But the seven times where he didn't go over, um, he played a pretty good secondary in New Orleans. He, it was his first start ever in the NFL against Kansas City and Denver, Miami, and Tampa Bay. Or, or at least Denver, Miami, really good secondaries. So that's understandable. Uh, Kansas City was last game of the season where it was a blowout. They blew him out because Patrick Mahomes sat out and all that stuff. So 
I can't really count that game either. And then Tampa Bay was week four. So it's still early on in the season. You know, they're not going to try to – they didn't really know what they had in Herbert exactly. He played well the first two games that he played. But you're not going to have your rookie quarterback throwing 40 times. Okay, it wasn't until late in the season, okay, where he started throwing the ball nonstop. Okay. Um, yeah. So I feel great about this, guys. He's not going against a good pass secondary in Dallas. Dallas's front seven, even with the injuries that they have, I like them to be able to stop the run. And not only that, they just don't have a good running back situation for the Chargers. I mean, if they're going to move the ball, they're going to throw the ball. So that's my biggest play in this. And then also Gus, uh, not Gus Bradley, Dan Quinn's defense is the cover three defense. Okay, they're, they're not going to want to give up big plays. And then um, Sean Payton's offense is the Chargers' new offense, right? Because Joe Lombardi took over uh, as offensive coordinator. And just look what he did last week. Herbert threw for 53 times or something. I, I mean, I don't even – let me see. Let me see what it is real quick. He threw he – th- no, he threw 47 times last week. He threw 47 times last week. All right. And that was a low-scoring game. This is going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be back and forth. feel super confident, confident about that. I'll be really, really surprised if he doesn't get over 39.5. I can't believe there's a group of money against this play to go under. Um, I find that pretty shocking. But good for you guys. You can get it for minus 105 right now on pretty much anywhere you want to look at. Um, yeah, so that's the second player prop play. Justin Herbert over 39.5 passing attempts feel really good about that one okay the next let's see one two three four five i have five plays left okay one's a two unit play and they're all teasers i don't have any straight spread picks this week um i just i liked i like what i was getting from the teaser standpoint more often and that's my that's my wheelhouse that's that's where i went all my bets a majority of my bets um I win a lot of teasers, guys, a lot of teasers. They say don't do it. They say don't create a three-leg, don't create a four-leg. But I have had a ton of success, a ton of success um, doing it the way that I've been doing it. So let me see here. Let me go back to the plays. All right, here we go. So the first play of my parlay, this is a two-unit play, and it's a four-leg team. I mean, four-leg play, meaning there's four different bets combined on one ticket for the teaser or parlay, whatever you want to call it. And so those four plays all have to hit in order for the bet to win. Um, And again, so two units. So guys, bankroll management, if you're new to the show, new time better. Um, When I say two units... What that means is um, I'm betting normally for every play that I play, it's going to be one unit unless I feel really good about the bet. If I feel really good about the bet, I want to make it two units. One unit means uh, 1% to 3% of your overall bankroll. So if you have a $5,000 bankroll, uh, 1% of that is like uh, $50, $50, okay? 
So you, every bet that you make, you're trying to win $50. So you, you basically bet $55 to win $50 on a minus 110 bet. Okay, if it's a two-unit play, then I'm, I'm, betting half, I'm betting double that. So then I'm betting minus 110 to win 100. Okay, so that way you can play all eight of my plays or whatever it is. And you don't have to, if I, for some reason, had a, had a bad week or whatever, um, you would be okay because you would still have a lot of your bankroll left ready to bet for next week. Okay, so let's get over that. Let's keep going. So the first play, two-unit bet. It's Tampa Bay minus two. And then I have Cleveland winning the money line straight up. And then I have Green Bay minus two. And then I have the Dallas and Los Angeles Chargers game going over 42 and a half total points. So I love this one. It's the three teams you just expect to win this week. I think they have the highest spread. Um, some people don't don't love that, love doing that. Um, but I I don't. So my philosophy, guys, is I don't crunch a ton of. I do look at numbers. Don't get me wrong. I look at numbers. I look at some numbers that I really feel are important in terms of what, what in terms of what I think matters in winning and losing a football game. Um, and if you don't, if you didn't listen to the first show. I used to play college football. I played with teammates that were drafted in the NFL. Um, I was a three-year starter, all-conference linebacker in Division One college football. So um, I know football. I've been watching the NFL all the time since basically eight, nine, nine years old, something like that. So, guys, I do the minus two bet because of the two-point conversion now. I used to do two and a half, minus two and a half, and I can't tell you how many times I lost bets on parlays and teasers like this because <laughs> they only won by two. So I only I do minus two now for that reason. So Tampa Bay at Atlanta, I just, I mean, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's had extra rest to prepare for this. Um, they want to win the division. They're going to be focused enough to win by more than two. I feel good about that. Um, Cleveland's at home against Houston. I love this game. I wish I, I'm kind of thinking maybe I should have put Cleveland on another ticket, not just this one. Um, Cleveland's at home. Houston plays on Thursday night. So if you know anything about the NFL, those teams that play on Thursday um, the next week, they're at a serious disadvantage. They're looking ahead. They're thinking about it. Um, they're like, dang, I don't want to play on Thursday night. I hate playing on Thursday night. I'm not recovered. And it's a, it's just a big distraction in their head. I mean, everybody can say, no, I'm focused this week. I'm focused this week. But just more times than not, if you look back in history, I mean, I don't have, again, I don't have great statistical data on this. But just one that sticks out last year. So Green Bay had to play San Francisco at San Francisco on Thursday night. And they played Minnesota at home the week before. And they lost. And Minnesota, I think, had just lost to Atlanta. And they were coming off the bye. So just a really bad scheduling spot for Green Bay last year. And they were caught sleeping. So Cleveland 
at home winning just the money line. I love it. I actually like Houston, but I don't like the scheduling spot for Houston. So Cleveland's 0-1. They're going to get it done. They're, they'll find a way to win this game. Um, next on that one was Green Bay minus two. Uh, kind of the same thing as Cleveland, man. They're coming home. They're 0-1. They got embarrassed. They're going to find a way to beat Detroit. So I love those three guys. I love those three things happening right there. Tampa to win, basically. Cleveland to win. And Green Bay to win, basically. Love that. And then I also love Dallas and the Chargers over 42.5 total points. So that's the first play that I have. Two-unit play at minus 115 juice on the Rivers Sportsbook. I'm in Virginia, so that's the Rivers Sportsbook. For all the people in Virginia listening, I don't know what I don't know who Rivers is uh, officiated with. Um, well, I, I don't even know. Yeah, because I think some people are part of a larger thing, but I do know Rivers has the same, pretty much the same uh, line value as DraftKings. So maybe they're related to DraftKings somehow or some way. I don't know. Anyways, you can probably combine this at any type of sports book. Um, and, and get get very close to those numbers. I mean, MGM, you can I think, can construct this bet with uh, minus two and minus two. So um, if not, just do FanDuel minus two and a half. And, I mean, this week, minus two and a half, I feel really good about that if you want to do two and a half instead of two. So, yeah, that's the first play. Let's keep it moving for all you impatient bettors and just want to know what I bet on. Or, again, you can follow me on Twitter. I've already released these plays in writing. You don't even have to listen to me if you don't care about my analysis. If you do, let's keep going. Play number two for the parlays uh, section. It's one unit. It's a three-leg parlay. It's Tampa Bay Moneyline. Kansas City plus seven and a half points. And then New England money line. This was minus 116 on MGM, bet MGM. I love this, guys. I mean, again, so when, when I'm constructing these bets, just to, so you're kind of in my brain and my thought process and, and how I'm constructing these and the way that I'm doing it, I try to not put the same bet that I bet on any of the other parlays on twice on another bet. The only reason or time that I do that is because I love that bet so much, or I think there's basically no way that that's going to lose. Okay, so again, I'm using Tampa Bay to win again. So I'm putting three total units on Tampa Bay to win. I feel comfortable with that. If Tampa Bay loses, I will be pretty shocked I'll be pretty shocked so I'm not worried about it they're at home putting Tampa Bay on there I'm gonna sleep comfortably with that all right now with so what that makes me feel like even though it's not true but I mean I I pretty much count it as a lock okay Tampa Bay is gonna win that game um so then I kind of look at this bet as basically a unique bet of I just have Kansas City plus seven and a half and New England to win. And that's basically 
different from my first bet because I'm just counting Tampa Bay as a lock. I'm not even I'm not even worried about that one. Um, you know, just doing this in the past, I've never had my top play lose. So hopefully going forward, um, I'm smart enough not to put something like that where it actually does lose. But hey, man, long term, I've been doing this for a while. And yeah, Tampa Bay losing. Oh, man, that would be a huge shocker. Huge shocker. I don't see that happening. So yeah, Kansas City plus seven and a half in New England to win. Uh, Kansas City not to lose by more than seven points. Um, that's almost stealing, right? You're never going to be able to get that on a on a three leg parlay, three leg teaser, hardly ever. And to get Tampa Bay to win and Kansas City plus seven and a half, and then that means basically New England just has to win. And they're a minus six favorite. So I took so basically this card, I'm feeling like, hey, minus six favorite New England against the Jets. They're 0-1. They need a win. Mac Jones looked great. He's he's protecting the ball. Um Bill Belichick's defense is great again. They look good last week, and he's going against a rookie quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sign me up all day for that. That's one unit play right there. Minus 116, bet MGM. Okay. Let's go to the next play. This is play three, and it is a one-unit play. I'm reusing the Dallas um, Los Angeles Chargers over 42.5 total points from my first bet. So, again, guys, I think that bet's going to hit no problem. Like, I mean, I will be shocked. I will be shocked if the final score is 24-17. Um, both of these teams are getting 20 points. So if both of these teams are getting 20 points total, um, I mean, or both both these teams are going to get to 21 total points. So that means, you know, they go into overtime, worst case, 24-21. That's a total of 45 points. This game's going over 42.5 points, guys. Um, Chris Harris Jr. is out for the Chargers. The Chargers don't have a good run defense. So Dallas is going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to run the ball. And then they're going against Asante Samuel Jr., uh, the second round, um, the second round cornerback uh, that they drafted. And then, I mean, he's, he's pretty good. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not trashing Asante Samuel Jr. He's pretty good. And, I mean, of course, I like Derwin James and um, <clears throat> Michael Davis. Um, the underrated cornerback on the other side. But still, against those two wide receivers, against, I mean, it's it's more so the bad run defense for the Chargers that just makes me feel so confident that, man, Dallas is going to move the ball and score points because I'm not worried about the Chargers scoring points. The Chargers are going to score points against that Dallas defense. Randy Gregory's out. The Marcus Lawrence is out. Um, and they have... Bad. The Donovan Wilson's out. I'm pretty sure the safety too. So and they got they had they just have bad corners, man. I mean Trayvon Diggs is not very good, and then the other cat on the other side, he's not very good either. So um, that's going over 42 and a half points. Also, I mean I'll be shocked again, just like Tampa Bay. So I'm reusing Dallas again. I'll be pretty shocked if that doesn't hit. Um. So yeah, sorry. This is a three leg parlay. So that's the first leg of it. Um, the second leg is Green Bay to money line. So I'm reusing the Green Bay pl uh, play again. 
Um, I normally don't reuse three plays. Normally, um, on three units total, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I've used it on two separate plays on two units total, but three units all on Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and the Dallas, Los Angeles Chargers over 42 and a half. Um, not my favorite thing to do, but I just I just feel strongly. Again, that's why that two-unit plays, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Green Bay, um, those three teams are going to win this week. So Green Bay to win, uh, money line straight up. Detroit's defense is just bad, man. I mean, Jeff Okuda's out now. Um, their cornerbacks are just bad. Um, they have an inexperienced defensive line. I kind of like their linebackers, but, yeah. And they're 0-1. They're at home. It's Monday night, primetime TV. They will be up and ready for this game. They're not going to take this game lightly. They want to win. They got embarrassed last week. It's more than enough motivation for them to come out and play strong. So, yep, Green Bay win. And then I have the last leg is just Seattle to win. So those three plays, the over 42.5 for the Chargers game, Green Bay money line, Seattle money line, minus 113 on the Rivers, uh, Rivers Casinos, Rivers Sportsbook. So basically, again, tailing off of my last uh, analysis of the last play, I mean, I'd be pretty shocked if the over and Green Bay winning doesn't hit. So basically, I'm feeling in my mind, I just need Seattle to win. That's it. So I'm taking, again, a minus six favorite, just like New England. I'm taking a minus six favorite in Seattle, and I'm getting them at minus 113 now on the money line for them just to win. And I love that. They're at home against Tennessee. Um, If anybody knows this, I don't think I mentioned this last week. I think I did mention this last week. I think Tennessee's phony. I think Tennessee's completely phony. The offense is struggling um, with the new offensive coordinator, the tight ends coach that got promoted to the offensive coordinator uh, role this season. And, yeah, I mean, him and Tannehill aren't on the same page. It was evident last week. And now they're going to Seattle, where Seattle is very good against stopping the run. So I don't expect um, I don't expect Derrick Henry to do that well. I just don't. Um, so then that gets to the secondary. Now the secondary for Seattle, I don't know. I don't think they're great, but we'll see. I mean, Tannehill's not a classic drop back passer. He's kind of more of a um, you know, scramble a little bit and throw on the run and, and make stuff happen. So, and then the Tennessee defense, uh, I just like Seattle, man. They're, they're in a groove. I like their offensive line this season. They have great wide receivers. Chris Carson's amazing. And then, of course, Russell Wilson. And the other thing of, of why I love this play, guys, is Russell Wilson's really good friend passed away on Wednesday, I think, or Tuesday. And it, it was his mental strength coach. I mean, you can flip it the other way and say, man, it's his mental strength coach. He's going to be emotionally compromised this game. Um, you know, this is a guy that worked on strengthening his mental toughness and, you know, basically making 
Russell Wilson so focused and mentally ready, having a mental edge for all of his games. Um, they would meet weekly. They would talk weekly. I mean, this guy was heavily involved in Russell Wilson's process. So this game is going to mean a lot for Russell. And it's the first game where the 12s are back for Seattle. Okay. Now, guys, I'm not big on playing into this emotional card because teams that have to win or they're at home and it's all this. I don't look into that stuff too much. Okay. I only look into that stuff if I think that I think they're going to win anyway. So I already think Seattle's going to win even without any of that stuff happening. Okay. Even if this was their second game home. Uh, since COVID and with fans and with, with the 12s in the stadium. Not worried about it, okay? I think Seattle's going to win. But then when you add that other stuff into the equation, then it then I'm like, okay, whoa. Okay, I already think they're going to win, and now they have the 12s back, and Russell Wilson, in my mind, is going to dedicate this game to his friend that passed away and be just so mentally sharp, so mentally focused. He's going to play unreal. Um, so yeah, that's the third play. Okay. Two plays left. Thanks for sticking with me guys. Thanks for, uh, listening, uh, 37 minutes. We're at a great pace. Um, so I'll finish these last two plays and then I'll get into all of my spread and over under picks for the week for every single game. I'm going to be tracking that this season. And then I'll share my top three spread picks and my top three total plays. Um, again, I'm not, counting this against my record. This is purely just a track to see how I do this season. These are not my official releases, official plays, but they are technically my official plays that I will be tracking to see how I do this season. Um, the other three, last three things to be tracking are the top three public plays to see how they fare um, this week, and then the three highest overs and the three lowest um, unders. I want to see if the Three highest numbers, totals go over, and I want to see the three lowest totals go under. Uh, so I want to track that all season, see if there's any correlation with that. And then I'll give out my mega parlay at the end for like plus 3,000 odds. Okay, so let's get to it, guys. Last two plays. Um, next play is a one-unit play. It's a three-leg parlay. I really like this one a lot. I like the last two plays a lot, and they're unique plays. Unique plays meaning um, none of these plays have been played on any of the other three bets that I just went over. So that it is Buffalo plus 7.5 and, and Dallas plus 10.5 and, and then Arizona plus 7.5. This is minus 124 on FanDuel. So, I love it. I mean, I love that play so much. Um, Buffalo going to Miami. Um, I mean, I think they could lose. Don't get me wrong. I think they could lose. I, I, I'm picking them to win. I'm picking Buffalo to win that game. But if they do lose, I don't see them losing by eight. I mean, that would just be crazy to me. I love Buffalo's defense right now. I think... Um, Leslie Frazier's finally figuring out how to get the best out of that group. I like their first-round draft pick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that they got. 
I forget. I think it's I think it's the guy out of Michigan. I think I forget. Maybe that's Indianapolis. Uh, a guy I'm thinking about. Anyways, I like Buffalo's defense. Um, I think, and I also the bigger play on this is Tua Tungavailoa looked unconfident. Um, he did not look confident last week. He was throwing off his back foot. He was throwing the ball short away from his receivers so that the ball had basically no chance of getting intercepted. He's not a confident quarterback right now. Um, so that makes me feel really good about this play. Buffalo shouldn't lose by eight. I'd be pretty darn shocked if they lose by eight. Um, Dallas plus ten and a half. I mean, they could lose, I guess, by more than 10. Um, I just don't think so. Not with that offense. Not with Dallas's offense. Um, they're going to be able to keep pace. I, I feel they're 0-1. Um, they've had 12 days to focus for this game after the Thursday night opener. They're going to be ready to play this game. <clears throat> they're going to keep it close. I think that's a one-score game. Um, so, yeah. It's ten and a half. I mean, a touchdown, extra point, and a field goal. I really like that play, guys. Just a second. And then the last um, one is Arizona plus seven and a half. I like Arizona to win. Minnesota's defensive line, is, I mean, offensive line, is in a little bit of trouble um, without their rookie uh, first-round draft pick. Uh, Cincinnati basically had their way with that offensive line last week. And Arizona, I mean, Chandler Jones went crazy last week. And then they have J.J. Watt. And I like their two interior, young interior defense linemen. And then they have Zayvon Collins. And they have Isaiah Simmons at linebacker. So that front seven's pretty darn good. And then I like their uh, safeties. Um, the only thing is they don't have great cornerback play. But, I mean, that's fine. I mean, again, this is worst-case scenario. Arizona plus 7.5 points at home, first home game, fans in the crowd, in the stands. Man, I love that because Minnesota, their cornerbacks, um, at least opposite of Patrick Peterson, is not great. And then, I don't know, they just – it's just more of – I mean, Minnesota's defense, I think, is better this season. They didn't really play that well last last week. But um, I just like Arizona's horses against Minnesota's horses better. I mean, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray, the rookie Rondell Moore. I mean, they're at home. They're on a mission this season. They have to make the playoffs. They're they're not they're not BSing around this season, um, so yeah, I like all three of those a lot. And again, it's a unique bet, meaning I am not playing any of those three individual bets on this parlay or teaser on any of my other bets. So yeah, love that. Again, one unit: Buffalo plus seven and a half, Dallas plus ten and a half, Arizona plus seven and a half. Okay, last play, guys. We're at forty three minutes on the podcast and on YouTube. Let's get to the last play. One unit play. It's uh, three three-legged parlay um, totals. So all totals on this one. The first one is Philadelphia 49ers game over 36 and a half total points. 
then Arizona, Minnesota, over 39.5 points, and then New England and the New York Jets, under 52.5 points. I think, yeah, it's 52, not 51. I have 52 there. It's 52. 52 and a half points. This was minus 128 on Caesar Sportsbook. So, uh, kind of a little juicy, but I had to get that New England Jets under 52 and a half on, some, on a card somehow, some way. Was not trying to force it. Um, Would have thrown it on another card if I felt like I couldn't pair a unique bet with it where, you know, I didn't have, where I couldn't um, take one of my first four legged parlay. Um, You know, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to use, I didn't want to put four units on one individual team. I really don't want to do that. So, yeah. So I had to get that Jets under 52 and a half. Um, feel great about that. Bill Belichick should shut down Zach Wilson in that offense. Um, Mackay Becton's not playing. They got George Fawn at left tackle. Um, you know, that, that Jets offense is still finding its way. And then now you have to go against a really good Bill Belichick defense. Be really shocked if they score over 20 points, even over 23 points. I'll be really shocked. Now, uh, conversely, New England once New England gets up, guys, they're not looking to blow out teams. They're not looking to air it out. They're looking to just ground the ball, run the clock out, and that's that. Okay, so, I mean, they could get to 27 points. And then say the Jets get to 24 points. That's 51. Okay, I just need to go under 52. 52 and a half. They can, they can score 52. It could be 28 to 24 for, <clears throat> for all I care. I love that play. Love that play. I don't see New England scoring over 28 points, maybe 31 at the most. And if they're scoring 31, then the Jets are only scoring 20 max um, because that means New England's had the lead for the entire, for a majority of the game and they are milking the clock out. So, yep, that's uh, that one. Arizona, Minnesota over 39 and a half. Um, again, these two teams are top five in pace pretty much. Um, last season, like the last half of the season, uh, Minnesota was top five in pace. Arizona's always top in pace because of their spread, hurry up offense. Um, I don't. I just like Arizona to score points, so I like Arizona to get to twenty points. Seventeen worst case scenario. Um, that's like worst worst case scenario. And I mean, if that was the worst case. That means Minnesota's winning, and that means I got Minnesota scoring twenty three points. So Minnesota. I mean, Arizona's secondary just isn't very good. I, I like I like Minnesota to get to 20 points, too. I really like that. I mean, 23-17 Arizona over Minnesota is kind of worst-case scenario for me. That would get to 40 points equal. I mean, even, 40 points even. Um, that's over 39.5 points. I like that play a lot. I like that play to be in the mid-40s in general. Um, the last play is Philadelphia 49ers over 36.5. I think there's be points in this one. I, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about this at all. Um, Kyle Shanahan is going to move the ball. They're going to score points. I love it. 
Um, not worried about the 49ers getting to 17 total points. And then Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. Again, the 49ers secondary is beat up. And their linebacker core, uh, Dre Greenlaw's not playing. Uh, Philadelphia has a really good offensive line. I like Philadelphia to score points too. Both of those teams will get to 17 points. So that means you just need a field goal to win it in overtime. If that's the worst case, 20 to 17. Um, that's great. So yeah, cool with that. That's a one unit play, minus 128 on Caesars. Okay, so tracking the plays for this week. Um, I'll kind of roll through these really fast. We're at 48 minutes. Don't want this to go over an hour. Um, so last week, I'll just recap it really quickly. Um, I had Dallas plus nine and the over 52. Both of those hit. I had Pitt plus six and a half and under 48 and a half total points. That hit both of them. I had Carolina minus three. I bought the half a point. That hit and over 44 and a half points. That did not hit. Uh, Houston plus three and a half. That hit under 45 and a half. That didn't. Arizona plus three and a half, that hit um, over 53 points. That did not hit. That fell short. Uh, I had Washington as the winner. That didn't hit, but I had the under 45 and a half. That did. Uh, Philadelphia plus three and a half. That hit in the under 48 and a half hit as well. Um, Seattle minus three and the under 49 and a half, uh, under 49. Um I think both of those did hit, but I have it as not hitting the under. I'll have to second spot track that. So I think it did go under 49. Um, yeah, it definitely did go under 49. So I'm going to put that as a yes. Okay. Cincinnati plus three. <clears throat> and then I had over 47. Both of those hit. 49ers minus eight was a push. Under 46. That did not happen. Kansas City minus five, that did not happen. Over 54, that did happen. New England minus three, nope, they lost. Under 43 and a half, that did hit. Um, Packers minus three, no. And over 49, no. Uh, the Giants plus three and a half, um, that did not hit. I feel kind of dumb playing that, because, but I tried to feel like that was a sharp play. It was not. Um, over 41 and a half, that did not hit either. Chicago plus eight, no. Under 47, no. And then Monday Night Football, I hit that both. I had Las Vegas plus four and a half and over 50 and a half. Okay, so week one against the spread, I'm nine, six, and one. And totals, I have to change it. I'm now nine and seven. Okay. Um, my top three spread plays were Seahawks minus three, Packers minus three, 49ers minus eight. I went one, one, and one. Uh, the total, I went Casey over, Green Bay over, and Pitt under. So that went two and one. Um, the public plays only went one and three. Um, so, yeah, uh, I found one, uh, one of the three of the plays were all tied at the certain percentage mark. So I put four plays on there. Um, they were only one and three. And... Okay, so this is interesting. The three highest totals and the three lowest totals, the overs, the three highest overs, the Vegas, Kansas City, and Arizona, those three games all went over the two and one. 
and the unders went 3-0. and Washington game, New England game, and the Giants game all went under. So, man, that's profitable already, guys. 5-1. and one. Take the three highest totals over and the three uh, lowest totals under. Um, you're going to make money. Okay. All right, guys. We're getting through this. Thanks for listening. This is all really good information. Um, really good stuff here. So, let me... Let's see where we're at. 51 minutes. Okay, so I have pretty much all my plays, but let's roll through the. Um, let's roll through the. If I can pull it up, where is it? There it is. Okay. No, that's not it. Okay, here, let me pull it up. I just gotta pull up the the schedule right quick. Um. Okay, so I have the first play. So Carolina and New Orleans. I have Carolina plus three and a half and under 44 and a half total points. The second game is Houston Cleveland. Um, I actually have Houston plus 13 and a half here. Let me mark that down plus 13 and a half. And then I have over 48. I like points in that one. Cincinnati, Chicago, minus two. Um, man, guys, I gosh, man, this Cincinnati one keeps getting bet down. Um, I'll take I'll take Cincinnati plus two. I do like that, but I I could see Chicago winning that. I really could. I I think Chicago actually has a pretty good shot of winning that game. Um, the totals forty five. I'm going over forty five for that one for sure. Um, I'm even seeing 44 and a half, so I'll take, excuse me, I'll take 44 and a half over. Um, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh. I've got Las Vegas plus six on this one. I'm a Steelers fan too, guys. I got Las Vegas plus six. And then for the total, I got under 47. I do like that one to go under. Um, Buffalo, Miami. Um, I'm going to go Buffalo minus three. I'm just not sold on Tua right now. Tua is just not looking confident at all. I just I don't I don't like it. Really don't like it. And under 48, I do see a 48, so I will claim that on the tracker. Um, yeah, I like defense in this one. I know it's an over series, so last like six games, but I like the under in this one. Um, <clears throat> man, the Rams and the Colts. Man, this is like sharp. Sharps are all over. Indianapolis um I just I can't I can't bring myself to it I know I know these cross-conference games where NFC plays AFC and they travel on or AFC plays NFC and they go on the road to these teams again it's also a West Coast team playing at one o'clock Eastern time um and I just can't I can't claim Indy, man. I really can't. Carson Wentz looks bad. He looks the same as he did last season. I mean, the Rams, I think, are just more talented. I got them minus three. I'll buy the hook. So I'll buy the hook. It's three and a half. I will make it three. I'll buy the, the half a point. So I'll go Los Angeles Rams minus three. And I'm going to go under 48. Is there a 48 and a half? No. Well, yeah, no, there is. There is. Okay, so 48.5. So I'll go 48 and a half under. 
And let's see what's next. San Francisco, Philadelphia. Um, man, that's a tough one, guys. I keep going back and forth on this one. Um, I'm going to go Philly plus three. I'll buy the half a point, too. I'll go Philly plus, plus three and a half. And I'm going to go over 49. Over 49 points. Like that. Um, Denver, Jacksonville. I've got Jacksonville plus six. I think they're going to come out really inspired this week at home in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer's going to have those boys ready to play. I actually like that. I mean, Denver really against the Giants last week, if you take two plays away from them, it was a very close game. Very, very close game with the Giants. Um, Jacksonville, you know, they got the the first game butt whooping. They're going to be focused at home. I like them to come out. I don't know if they're going to win it, but I like them to come out and play strong. Um, I have, I have, man, 45. That's not, uh, that total is kind of tricking me up, tripping me up. Um, let me see, 45. Man, sorry guys, this one's, I got to think about this one a little bit. Because I feel like it's going to go under, but 45 feels low to me. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over for this one. I'm going to go over 45. All right, next game. New England minus six. I will take New England minus six. I don't feel great about that. I feel great about them winning, obviously. Um, but minus six, I don't feel great about that, to tell you the truth. Um, I still would rather pick that than the Jets plus six. Okay, the over-under is 43. I'll go under 43. I don't see any hooks, so can't do that. So just 43 straight up. Um, let's see, Minnesota, Arizona, I'll buy the half a point, I'll take Arizona minus three, AZ minus three, uh, I need to track these buy points where I'm buying these points, hold on, let me track that, uh, I gotta buy there, and I think the Buffalo game I bought too, right, Buffalo's three and a half, yeah, Buffalo's three and a half, so I gotta buy Buffalo too, okay, We'll track how I do with buying these points. All right. Uh, Arizona, I like points in this one. Uh, I see 50 and a half. I will definitely claim that 51 is a key number. 27, 24, I could definitely see that score happening. So over 50 and a half. And then um, let's see what game's next. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Um Man, I don't like plus 12 and a half, but yeah, I don't like minus 12 and a half either, but I'm going to take minus 12 and a half. If I'm playing, I'm laying the points. Um, 51 and a half is the total. Yeah, that's not a fun number there. I'm still going to go over just because I think Atlanta's going to play with pride. I think they'll play with pride and maybe sneakily get to 20 points, maybe. So I'm kind of contradicting myself because I don't know if Tampa Bay is going to get over 35 points. I mean, they, they very well easily could. Don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah, I don't love this play. Okay. Um, Seattle hosting Tennessee. I'll go, I'll go Seattle minus. Uh, actually, man, I like Tennessee plus six and a half kind of. I do. But I'll, I'll take Seattle minus six and a half. 
And then for the total, I will go, man, 54 is a lot of points. I'm going to go under 54 and a half. I see a 54 and a half. I'm going to go under 54 and a half. And then, okay, Dallas and the Chargers is next. Um, Man, I think I'm going to actually buy the hook on Dallas. I actually think I'm going to do that. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I think the Chargers do win this game. Um, minus three, and then uh, I'm going over fifty-four and a half. Fifty-four and a half. Fifty-five is actually a key number. Um, believe it or not. Okay, Kansas City. I will buy the hook at three and a half as it stands right now. KC minus three and a buy. And I like I like under 54 and a half. And then the last game, Detroit Green Bay. Um, I like Green Bay to cover that. I don't love it, but I'll take it. I see 11, so I'll do 11 on the dot. And then the total, I'll go over 48. I like Detroit to score a little bit um against that Packers defense okay so that's the spread total over unders for the week uh see where we're at we're at a minute and we're an hour and minute right now hour and one minute so let's keep it going almost done guys again thanks for listening if you listen to me to this so far um like guys please share follow subscribe all that stuff man I mean you've really enjoyed the content this uh this much so far Help me out. Spread the news. Um, okay, my top three spread plays for the week. It's all public money. Again, this is why I don't really play spreads because I just I don't think I have a – I've never tracked myself, so that's why I'm doing it this year because um, I want to see how I do. But I feel like I have a lot of public plays. So I have Kansas City minus three, Buffalo minus three, Arizona minus three. The top three totals that I'm playing, I actually like these a lot. Houston-Cleveland game over 47.5. I have Pittsburgh-Las Vegas under 47. And then Arizona-Minnesota over 50.5. Really like that. Um, I have five teams as the public play this week. Um, Three are tied uh, with the same percentage um, of betting websites where the percentage is all on this money. So I have Kansas City, New England, the Rams, Buffalo, and Denver as the public plays this week. So we'll see how they do against the spread. Uh, The three highest totals are the Dallas game at 54.5, the Kansas City game at 53.5, and Seattle game at 54. The three lowest totals are the Jets, 43, Chicago, 45.5, and and New Orleans, 44.5. And And let me log in to my mega parlay that I'm doing, guys. I'm actually betting this with a free... um, I'm betting this with a free bet that I got from BetMGM. It was a $100 bet, so of course I'm going to do that. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to hedge this bet, guys. So I'm going to hedge my plus 3,200 um, parlay tomorrow. So if, a, if one of these teams are in danger, I'm going to tap into that $3,200 that I could pot- potentially win. And I will put money on it. So that way, no matter what, 
I'm going to win money um, off of this parlay or hedging against it. So the parlay is Cincinnati plus 10.5, Bills money line, Steelers money line, Patriots money line, Cleveland Browns minus 6.5, Cardinals money line, Tampa Bay minus 6.5, Seahawks money line, Cowboys plus 10.5, Chiefs money line, and Packers money line. So again, if any of these teams are endangered, I'm going to throw $200 the other way uh, with the team that they're playing on odds of hopefully minus 150 or better. So I'll risk $300 on minus 150 to hopefully win at least $200 so, you know, off of this. So that would be awesome. If not, I just hope this thing wins. I mean, gosh, I, lo- I would love to win an 11-leg parlay. I haven't won, won one of those in a while. So, yeah, plus 3,200 odds on that. And with that, guys, that's it. Um, man, I hope the video comes out okay. I, I couldn't get this up on YouTube last week. I was pretty disappointed in that. Um, but, yeah, this will be on podcast shortly. And, man, thanks for listening, everybody. Really excited to keep winning and keep tracking this season. Um, yeah, tune in next week. Um, so, yeah, just kind of structurally, I'll have the shows out probably Saturday night, um, Sunday morning, and my official plays as well. So. All right, guys, I'm out. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.